Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids. A show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Well, hey there, future paleontologist. I'm Dinosaur George, and I'm so glad to have you with us on the very first Dinosaur George Kids podcast. For the last couple of years, I've had a podcast, but it's really dedicated to adults. It's about prehistoric life. It's called Dinosaur George. And uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, I hope you do. But this podcast is for my younger listeners. So if you like science and paleontology and love dinosaurs, this is going to be the podcast for you. Let me tell you a little bit about us. Our company, DinosaurGeorge.com, that's our website. You'll find all kinds of neat things there. One of the things that I would recommend you do, if you have a Facebook account, ask your parents, if you're young, to uh, look for the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and join it. That's the page where I announce when a new podcast comes out. We also do some fun interactive stuff on it. And so if you would like to, go to Facebook and look for the Dinosaur George Kids group page and become a member of the group. It, of course, is free. This podcast, of course, is free as well, so you can listen to it on a variety of different things. Also, when you go to our website, you'll see there is a page called Dinosaur George Kids Podcast. You can go to that page. That's another place where you can go listen to this podcast and also get some neat information. There is a contact us button at the bottom of that page or an actual form that if you would like to submit a question and I might be able to read and answer your questions on a future podcast, feel free to use that and send us a question. Also, while you're there, you'll notice that we have a Patreon club. We actually have three Patreon clubs. We have three different levels. The first is called the Triceratops level, and it's a dollar a month. And with that club level, you get a free lesson every month. It's through Zoom, and these lessons are fun because they're live and they're interactive, and you get to interact with a bunch of neat people. All of the members of our club are very nice, and you will enjoy them. Next club level is called the Raptor Club level. It's $5 a month. For that one, you get two lessons each month, plus you get some other cool stuff as well. And then the top tier is the Tyrannosaurus Club level. In that one, you get everything that everyone else gets. Plus, one of the coolest things you get is you get the opportunity to submit a question for one of the segments on this podcast called Who Would Win? Let me tell you what that subject is or what that segment is. Who Would Win is where you, members of the Tyrannosaurus Patreon Club, get to send questions where you take two different animals And you ask me who I think would win between a fight between them. Now, it doesn't have to be animals from the same time period or even from the same area. It can be anything. So if you want to know who would win in a fight between Dinosuchus the giant crocodile and uh, uh, Megalodon the shark. Well, if that's the one that we choose, that's one of the ones we'll do. So and then also on our I mean, on our website, DinosaurGeorge.com, you'll see a store. And there we have all kinds of cool stuff, rocks, fossils, minerals, crystals, geodes, replica fossils, some really cool stuff. And I hope that you'll take the time to check that out as well. 
Now, for this being my very first podcast, I am doing a special shout out. My friends Gerard and Kara have two nephews named Liam and Laith who live in Israel. And I am going to dedicate this very first podcast to them. Gentlemen, whenever I get a chance to come visit your beautiful country, I will expect you two to be at the airport to meet me and be my tour guide and show me around your beautiful country. So there's a shout out to Liam and Laith. All right. So we do a couple of things. We do one called the feature creature. That is where I'm going to talk about one particular animal. Each podcast, I'll choose a different animal. Also, we'll do the segment called Who Would Win? That, of course, is the one where members of the Tyrannosaurus Patreon Club get to submit the animals and I'll size them up and figure out who I think would win. And then if there's time at the end of each podcast, I will do another segment called Ask DG. And in that segment, you can submit your questions to us. You can do it a couple of ways. If you are members of the Raptor, Triceratops, or Tyrannosaur Patreon Club, you can send me a question and your questions go to the top of the list. Or you can submit questions through our Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page. You can post a question there. And if your question is chosen, I'll read it on an upcoming podcast. Or finally, if you go to the Dinosaur George website and click on the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at the top of the page, there'll be a form at the bottom that you can fill out and submit your questions as well. So we're going to get into it with our feature creature. Now, let me say this. In this segment, I have chosen Allosaurus as the feature creature for this podcast. Why? Because Allosaurus is my favorite dinosaur. So let me tell you about Allosaurus. Now, this is a carnivore. It walked on two legs. Meat-eating dinosaurs that walk on two legs are called theropods. Allosaurus is a theropod. It could reach up to almost 39 feet long, 16 feet tall. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, how come when you say it's 39 feet long and 16 feet tall, what does that mean? Well, that means that its head was held about 16 feet off the ground. But the body from the tip of the nose to the tail, that's its length. So height means about where its head or hips were, and length is from the tip of the nose to the tail. So it was 39 feet long and 16 feet tall and weighed 6,000 pounds. That is heavy. Most elephants weigh between three and five tons. I mean, three or, uh, three or five tons. Between, uh, uh, between four and 6,000 pounds as well. So it's about the weight of a modern elephant. They lived during a time called the Jurassic period, during the late Jurassic, and that was 150 to 155 million years ago. It lived long before Tyrannosaurus rex. It's really not very closely related to Tyrannosaurus rex. It is a theropod. That's the name of the group it lived in, uh, that it was with, theropod, but it's not really closely related to raptors, and it's not really closely related to Tyrannosaurs. They were theropods, but they're not that closely related. Now, Allosaurus lived in Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, and also in a country called Portugal. Now, you might say, wait a minute. Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah and Wyoming are all in the United States. I understand that they all live there. How did they also live in a country 
that's not even connected to the United States. That's because of something called plate tectonics. And what that fancy word means is at one time, all of the land was all connected. It was all connected. And so dinosaurs could walk back and forth to what are now different countries. But at one time, they used to be all connected in one. So Allosaurus had the ability to be here in the United States and in Portugal because at one time it could walk to Portugal. Now, what makes Allosaurus interesting to me are the two little bumps over its eyes. They look like horns. That, to me, is what made Allosaurus look so interesting. That's why I liked it so much. That's why Allosaurus was my favorite dinosaur. Because the first time I saw it, I thought, hey, that thing looks really cool. I mean, it's really cool. It's got horns over its eyes. Now, those horns were not used as weapons. They look cool, but they weren't really used as weapons because if it put its head down and rammed something, those might break. So the horns over its eyes were not weapons. I believe what they may have been used for is for communication. Now, communication isn't always talking. Yes, that's communication, but we communicate other ways. Have you ever seen somebody that cannot hear, somebody who is deaf or hearing impaired? They can communicate using their hands. Their hands, they can read sign language from other people, and that's how they communicate. Do you know that animals can communicate using signals? For instance, there is a deer that lives in Texas. I live in San Antonio, Texas. There are deer that live here that have a white tail. They're called white-tailed deer. Now, their tail on the underside is very bright white. Whenever they see danger, they lift their tail up, and that bright white signal can be seen by other deer. And they know danger is near, and they become concerned. They don't want to make a noise and yell, Hey, everybody, there's a mountain lion over there. Because the mountain lion will go, Oh, hey, everybody, there's deer over there. I just heard that one scream. But if they raise their tail as an alarm, they don't make any noise at all. And all the other deer are like, hey, I don't know what's over there, but there might be danger nearby. And they all become aware. Well, I believe that. um, And let me give you one other example about how animals can communicate. Some animals use color as a communication device. If you see a snake that has bright red, bright yellow and black coloring, That is a warning to you not to touch it because it could be a venomous coral snake. Wasps are yellow or red. In nature, those are warning colors. Those are, hey, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I have these bright colors. These are here to warn you not to touch me. So I believe that the horns over the eyes of Allosaurus might have been used to communicate. Here's what I think. I think as Allosauruses grew up, the colors on those horns might have become brighter colored. Maybe on the males, they were brightly colored so that other male Allosauruses look at him and go, "Uh uh-oh, his eyebrows are dark red. Mine are kind of pink because I'm very young. I'm not going to go over and challenge that guy because he's too strong. See, that's nature's way of making sure they don't fight. You don't want animals just to start fighting. They could get hurt. They could kill each other. 
You don't want that. So nature gives animals ways to communicate or threaten somebody without actually fighting. So Allosaurus may have used the bright colors to say, stay away from me because I'm a grown-up and I'm super strong. Or they may have been bright to so they find a girlfriend or a mate and say, hey, do you see me? You see me over here? Here I am. Do you see me? And the girl's like, yes, I see you. Yes, yes, yes. So you see, animals today do that. Do you know that moose, the older they get, the bigger their antlers become. And their antlers are not just used for fighting. Their antlers are used for communicating. It tells girls, look at me. Look how healthy I am. Look how big I am. Aren't I cute? And it tells boys, stay away from my girls, you naughty boys. You stay away from me because my horns are bigger than yours. I could beat you in a fight. Now, if they meet somebody who has the same size horns, they may go, okay, I'll fight you. So you see, the horns over the eyes of Allosaurus may have been used as a way to communicate. Now, I don't think they could make them change colors. They're not like a chameleon. I don't think those horns could change colors, but I do believe that as the Allosaurus grew up, that those horns became brighter, or maybe they changed colors as they grew up. Maybe instead of being sort of a dull red, maybe they got darker and darker, or maybe they turned yellow when it was an adult. I don't know. Nobody knows for sure. But whatever the case is, I think Allosaurus is an amazing animal. Now, it had very powerful arms with three claws that it could use to grip and hold the prey. When we think of big carnivores like T-Rex, their arms were little. They didn't use their arms. T-Rexes use their mouth. Allosaurus may have been able to use its arms to grab and hold on. And one of their claws, which was their thumb, was super big, really big and sharp. So they had long arms with big claws that they could use for grabbing and holding prey. But they also, of course, used their mouth as well. And the greatest thing about Allosaurus, and as with most theropods, when they lost a tooth, a new tooth would grow back again, sort of the way a shark does or a crocodile does. Their teeth would fall out and a new one would grow back. That way, Allosaurus always had a nice set of sharp teeth. And finally, Allosaurus may have been able to run maybe 30 miles an hour. Now, that may not sound fast, but that's way faster than you and I could run. So the next time you're riding in your car with your mom or dad or grandma or guardian, ask them to let, ask them to let you know when they've reached 30 miles an hour. Then try to look out your window and see how fast things are passing by. And that, my friends, would tell you how fast 30 miles an hour was. All right, so that is your feature creature. Now we've got time to do a who would win. Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? 
Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right. Now, remember, if you want to send in a who would win, you have to be a member of the Tyrannosaurus Club through Patreon. So these questions were sent in by Tyrannosaurus Club members. And the first one is my very good friend, Anthony. Anthony says, how about a Mesozoic versus Cenozoic matchup? Ooh, those, those are two time periods. Oh, look at this. He picked Allosaurus. He said, what about Allosaurus versus a Mastodon, which is a prehistoric elephant, and the Mastodon is traveling with two family members. Whoa, baby. We've got Allosaurus from the Jurassic period who has great big claws and sharp teeth against a Mastodon, which is a giant Ice Age elephant, which was big and powerful. And it's got two friends. Well, let's take a look. First, Allosaurus. Pretty fast, sharp teeth, teeth that can slice through meat, powerful body, has a height advantage. Uh, weighs more probably, has those big arms with those big gigantic claws that could do a lot of damage. Now let's look at Mastodon, a great big powerful elephant with tusks that it could certainly use as a weapon. It's got force. It's got power. It's incredibly strong because of all that mass. And Then you add two more of them to the group. If it was Allosaurus versus Mastodon, Ooh, that's a hard one. I think Mastodon would win by itself. But if Mastodon's got two family members, family members are going to take care of their own. Elephants are what we call familiar animals. What that means is that elephants live in family groups and families take care of each other. Anthony, the winner of your challenge would be Mastodon. All right, Owen. My friend from Arizona, my good friend from Arizona, Owen, also is a Tyrannosaurus member. Owen's choices are Kellenkin versus Smilodon. Whoa, this is a bad one. Kellenkin is a giant meat-eating bird that could not fly. It is a member of the terror bird family. Kellenkin is the largest member of the terror, a terror, terror bird family. It was taller than a human. Smilodon is also called the saber-toothed cat, or some people call it the saber-toothed tiger. Smilodon, oh, what a matchup this would be. Let's go with Kellican first. It's got height. It's got speed. It's got that gigantic beak like an eagle that would cut through meat and probably even bone. It could reach farther because its neck was longer. Then you've got Smilodon, the biggest member of the Sabercat family. The longest teeth of any cat. Gigantically long, powerful teeth. Claws on all four arms and feet. It's agile. It's quick. It can turn quickly. This is a, this is a pretty bad battle. This one's tough. Wow. I would give the fight to Smilodon. And let me tell you why. 
If Kellen can grabs you, it's going to it's going to bite you and give you a very devastating bite. And it could probably even use its feet to kick you as well. But if Smilodon gets you, first, those two gigantic teeth are so long, they could go deep into the body and probably reach an internal organ. And also, Smilodon's got multiple weapons, claws, teeth. So in my opinion, Owen, Smilodon is the winner of yours. Next comes my good buddy, Noah. Noah wants to know Therizinosaurus versus Tarbosaurus, two dinosaur monsters. Therizinosaurus has gigantically long arms with huge, huge claws. That thing could swing those claws and it would be devastating. Tarbosaurus on the other side is a giant meat-eating dinosaur related to Tyrannosaurus rex that lived in Asia. Tarbosaurus has raw power, big, big teeth, tiny little hands, doesn't use them, doesn't need them. It could use its tail as a weapon. It could use its body mass as a weapon. In this particular fight, I believe Therizinosaurus could keep Tarbosaurus away by swinging those hands with those giant claws. I don't think Tarbosaurus was going to get too close every time it comes in for the attack. Tarbosaurus, I mean, Therizinosaurus could use its three giant claws to slash. But if Tarbosaurus ever gets past those claws and ever gets his mouth on Therizinosaurus, game over. Because Tarbosaurus is simply got too strong of a bite. It would rip that poor Therizinosaurus to shreds. But who's going to win? Noah, I'm going to say that Therizinosaurus wins because it would be able to keep Tarbosaurus from ever getting close. Next comes Garrett. Garrett wants to know about, ooh, Titanoboa versus Spinosaurus. <laughs> Titanoboa was the giant constrictor, a giant boa snake that was longer than Tyrannosaurus rex. This is a snake that could wrap itself around you and literally squeeze a big animal to death. Spinosaurus, on the other hand, is a giant theropod who specializes in eating fish. It's got a long, skinny nose with lots of very sharp teeth, big arms, big claws. It's designed for grabbing slippery fish. Now, if these two animals ever met, who would win? Well, let's say this. Spinosaurus, first of all, with those big arms, if Titanoboa wrapped around Spinosaurus but wouldn't be able to wrap up its arms, then Spinosaurus could literally be ripping that snake to pieces while the snake is trying to squeeze him to death. He would get out of it because he could cut right through that skin of that snake. If the snake attacked uh, Spinosaurus's head, and Spinosaurus ever got his teeth latched onto it, the bite force of a Spinosaurus was probably pretty powerful, and it would have squeezed it until it crushed the Titanoboa. I believe that Spinosaurus is simply too big in this particular matchup. The Spinosaurus is way, way bigger than Titanoboa. I think if they were forced to fight, I believe Spinosaurus would come out the victor. Now, my little friend Cece from Ontario. Cece wants to know who would win between Cryolophosaurus and Stegosaurus. Great choices, little Cece. 
Well, Stegosaurus, of course, has plates on its back, but it has spikes on the tail, and that is its weapons. And also, Stegosaurus's throat is armored. It has little pieces of bone that cover the neck for protection. Cryolophosaurus is a relatively small theropod, meat eater. It has this weird-looking crest on top of its head made of bone, but it's very fragile. Looking at Cryolophosaurus, I believe Cryolophosaurus was hunting small animals because it wasn't as powerful as some of the other theropods. Facing a Stegosaurus, Stegosaurus would be bigger. Stegosaurus would be even stronger. And all Stegosaurus had to do was land one hit with that tail and those four spikes, and poor Cryolophosaurus would be out of luck. Little Cece, I believe Stegosaurus is your winner. And finally, the last one I can do for this particular one, and by the way, um, I'll be doing these again, so anybody who's a member of the Tyrannosaurus uh, Patreon Club, please submit your to me, and I'll add yours to the next one. The last one goes to my little bro, Zach. Zach wants to know who would win between Tyrannosaurus Rex or Carcharodontosaurus. These are two titans. These are monster dinosaurs. These are gigantic theropods. Carcharodontosaurus was a massive theropod that lived in North Africa. And of course, Tyrannosaurus Rex is the monster that lived in North America. So it's North versus North. North America versus North Africa. King of the dinosaurs versus the shark tooth dinosaur. That's what Carcharodontosaurus means. In this particular fight, here's my opinion. I believe, first of all, Tyrannosaurus lived after Carcharodontosaurus. So that meant T-Rex probably had a little more advanced brain, a little bit smarter. So in my opinion, going into the fight, Tyrannosaurus Rex has advantages because it's taller. It's longer. Oh, wait, it's taller. Ooh, maybe it's not. Let me rethink this. Carcharodontosaurus, some scientists think it was even taller and longer than T-Rex. So I can't say with certainty about the length or the height, but I will say this. The teeth of of, uh, Carcharodontosaurus are very thin and blade-like. They could slice through meat. The teeth of a Tyrannosaurus Rex are built like a railroad spike. When they bite, they can crack right through bone and muscle and everything. If Carcharodontosaurus gets a bite, he's going to take a big chunk out of T-Rex. If T-Rex gets in the first bite, he's going to rip an enormous chunk, including cracking bones and ribs. I believe in this fight, you just can't go against the king. In this particular fight, it is my opinion that Tyrannosaurus Rex is the victor. All right, my good friends, I hope you all enjoyed the very first episode of Dinosaur George Kids. If you would like to follow me through Facebook, go to the Facebook group, Dinosaur George Kids. Now that we do have a Dinosaur George Facebook page as well, but go to the Dinosaur George Kids group because that's the one where we post everything associated with these podcasts. Go to my website, dinosaurgeorge.com. Click on the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page. If you'd like to submit a question, I don't have time to answer questions for this first podcast because I went long at the front, but I will be doing questions and answers. If you would like to submit your own who would win a fight, then you need to become a Patreon club member and you can find that information on dinosaurgeorge.com 
as well. Until next time, my friends, I hope you enjoy this and I look forward to seeing you again with our next podcast. listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. 